The rules we grew up with were never meant for us. It's time for a change. Welcome to Becoming Wild. This podcast will support you in untethering from conditioning, examining limiting beliefs around womanhood and value, and tapping into your innate power. Because when women embody our truest, wildest selves, we change much more than our own lives. We change the world. I'm your host, Emma Wittard. Hello, welcome to episode five of Becoming Wild. I'm your host, Emma Wittard, and I'm coming to you today from Pasadena, California. Since episode four, we've been focusing on our beliefs. Our beliefs are our operating system. They're the stories that make up how we see the world and how we operate within it, whether we're aware of them or not. I saw the Barbie movie last week, and one example of a belief system would be Ken's at the start of the movie. He lives in Barbie land, and he believes that he is purely there to support Barbie and that he's living in Barbie's world. He's been given this belief by the environment that he's living in. It absolutely reinforces that story. And while he continues to hold the belief, there is no other option for him but to just be an incidental character in a narrative that isn't his. I don't want to give any spoilers in case you haven't seen it, but he is shown another possibility, one that blows his mind and his worldview. Suddenly there is another option. His belief system changes, and although he has some ups and downs along the way, by the end of the movie, he comes to understand that he is more than Barbie's sidekick. He is Ken, and Ken is whoever he chooses to be. When we understand that we can choose to change our beliefs, it gives us the keys to choosing how we experience the world. So over the last few weeks, my client Lou has been examining her belief system. And she's coming to today's session with a couple of beliefs that she holds that she is concerned may block her from moving forward in her life in a fulfilling way. But before we get to that, let's see what wild question has popped into my inbox this week. Jay writes, Dear Emma, I understand from your podcast that changing your beliefs can be really powerful. But how do you know what your beliefs are? Can you give me some steps to start to become consciously aware of them so I can begin to change them? Thanks for writing in, Jay. This is a great question. You can't change a belief if you don't know it's there. Here's a suggestion. Take a piece of paper and think of an area of life that is causing you some issues at the moment. Let's use relationships as an example. Set a timer for three minutes and write out, like a laundry list, all of your beliefs about relationships. Keep writing for the full three minutes. Some examples of beliefs about relationships could be they're essential, they are hard, they're difficult, I need them, they're never equal. Then go back over the list and give each belief a score out of 10 for strength of emotion. For example, if you feel D 
deeply about something, say they are hard, you feel that very strongly, give it a 10. If you feel neutral about something that you've written, I would give it a zero or a one. So go through every sentence that you wrote and give it a score based on the strength of the emotion that you feel around it. When you've done that, cross out everything below an eight and concentrate on the stories that you hold that have a very strong emotion behind them. And then look at those and figure out whether they're serving you or not. Okay, I hope that that helps. In the last podcast, we talked about how you change a story. And you'll also hear examples of two ways to change a story in today's coaching session with Lou. So I hope that you find that helpful. Okay. And now on to our coaching session. Hi, Lou. How are you doing today? Hi, Emma. I'm doing great today. Thank you. Okay. So last time we were talking about beliefs, we're reframing worth with our beliefs. And you had some homework to do between Mm -hmm. sessions, covering some (laughs) other areas of life. Mm -hmm. It was freedom, fun, business slash career, purpose, and spirituality. Okay, so how was that exercise for you? It was really good. It was interesting how it got easier, even from our last session that I did. I wrote a lot for a long time, which was fine. But when there's so many things to get through, it's kind of nice to be able to narrow it down a little bit more. And so that was that started happening for me where I could kind of get more directly to the point. Um, It was also lovely to find that some of these aspects, I really feel like my beliefs are supportive. And I was able to narrow it down to two. Fantastic. Could be holding me back from the goals. Okay. Great. Then actually, before we get to that. Yeah. How is the craft table? (laughs) Um, The craft table. What is currently on it? Laundry. No. Yep. At the time that we spoke, the laundry that was on the table was very, just very little. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I took space up on the table with a couple of, oh, I'll put my letter writing stuff here and this new mm-hmm. craft project that I just did a workshop about. And I even worked at the table for a minute. Um, and then the reason that there wasn't very much clean laundry on the table was because it was all dirty on the floor of my daughter's room. Mm-hmm. And so she brought it all down and it all got cleaned and piled up on the table. Mm. So where does that leave us with your belief that we were turning around last time about needing a space of your own because you're the primary breadwinner? Yeah. Um, I will, let's see, at the same time, I took to heart more of the piece around being the breadwinner and needing the space. And so 
for today, for example, I came into my room about 30 minutes before our call. And I told my husband who was in our room, told him exactly what I needed, when I needed it. I need this room for this call at this time. And he said, okay. And then we were both kind of still in here. And then at a certain point, I was like, you know what, I need a few minutes before my call starts to myself, can you please leave now? And he did, although he had to come back and brush his teeth. (laughs) But I still felt like I stated the boundary, asked for what I wanted, the space that I needed, and got a response. So for me, it's about the practice of doing that. Yes. That is helpful and is turning the belief around. Good. All right. Great. Great, great, great progress. That's what we want to see. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. So tell me about these two beliefs that you feel are the blockers. Yeah. So um, the first one is around fun. Uh, The belief that, that I'm not fun that fun people are more likable, that fun people are happy. And so they don't need love and support. And also that I can't remember where else this came up, maybe around joy, that fun is frivolous and not productive. Yeah. So a lot of beliefs in one area, the other area is around career. I'm interested to see how this is impactful as I move into my own business, because I seem to have a belief around my career progression. I have a story that I tell that my career has happened to me as opposed to me really crafting it and being in control of it. And even, I think this may be connected to what we talked about last time with my review, not really taking credit for something that I've done, which is create this career. The story is I was hired into a administrative role in a creative department. And over the course of 22 years, that department has changed and I've stayed in the same place, Mm. which is not true. Mm. (laughs) There is a different way to tell the story and a different way to hear the story from another person's point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Where would you like to start? Fun or career? Let's start with fun. That sounds more fun. (laughs) But you're not fun. (laughs) I know. (sighs) I know. I tell myself, I I know that I have this thought about myself that I'm not Mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. But I find myself in group settings being not the class clown, not in a disruptive way, But bringing light and fun into what can be heavy conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
And I still have this belief that I'm not fun. Okay. So the belief is fun is frivolous and I'm not fun. Yeah. Right. You'd like to change the story. Yeah. <laughs> How is this current story a problem for you? Um, that's a really good question. I think it, um, it gives me this, I think it gives me a false perception of how people see me and why people might choose to work with me. It's one of the things that I judge myself for. And I think we talked about feeling like I'm a serious person Mm -hmm. and I guess feeling like that's bad and how is that a problem it makes me feel bad about myself Mm -hmm. and so it um impacts my confidence which impacts my willingness and drive to put myself forward and to put myself in front of other people. And how is that a problem? Well, if we're talking about my coaching business, it could keep me from getting clients. All right. So it's a problem because continuing to hold this belief could stop getting you clients so I'm going to keep asking you and how is this a problem this is what we're actually doing is is an NLP technique to shift out a story so it's going to be repetitive but it's repetitive for a good reason yeah okay what I struggle with in doing this process is how do I know that really the problem sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm making it up (laughs) or I'm Uh, I mean it's all it's all a guess right when we're trying to figure out what our story is yeah the way the way we know that we've got to a central story is there's emotion attached to it Mm -hmm. so so when I start crying I know I've gotten there if you if you start crying, we know we're onto something yeah. very central. Yeah. Um, you know, it always leads eventually down the same path. Okay. Okay. It doesn't no. matter that much where we start. We we'll get where we need to go. Okay. Cool. But when we'll get where we need to go is is up to your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's just that's just how how it works okay but you know fun is frivolous and I'm not fun yes you've said this before so yeah. I do think this is a story I do think it's a belief I you know I have the advantage of knowing you as well to some degree and I can see that in you that belief in you mm-hmm I'll tell you if it doesn't feel congruent. I'll be poking you more if I think there's something underneath it. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, so this 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 belief is a problem. 
because and I'm going to recap what you've said so far okay it it gives you a false perception of how people see you and why they might choose to work with you Mm -hmm. it's one of the things that you judge yourself for Mm -hmm. um it makes you feel bad about yourself it impacts your confidence it impacts your willingness and drive to put yourself forward in front of other people and Mm -hmm. it could in your new in your new role stop you getting clients Mm -hmm. and how is that a problem well if i wasn't getting clients then i wouldn't be getting paid yeah how is not getting paid a problem well i'm the main breadwinner i'm the main money earner in my house and so not getting paid would mean that i would have failed at my attempt to start my own business change my life find more fulfillment in my work this is gonna sound crazy how is that a problem finding more fulfillment not finding more fulfillment in my work um i just have a sense that while i can find pockets and moments of fulfillment in my current work i just have a feeling that there's (laughs) here we go there's more mm-hmm. yeah it's possible to have more fulfillment mm-hmm. yeah 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 so you have the feeling that it's possible to have more fulfillment yeah and you're not getting it yet yeah how is that a problem Um, well, I don't want to, I don't want to get to the end of my life and not have fulfilled what I'm here to fulfill. Yes. And how would that be a problem? I mean, I, I have gone through my life saying that I don't really have regrets because I feel like all situations are an opportunity for learning and growing but to get to the end of my life and to not feel like I've done everything I possibly could to fulfill my reason for being here would would be a lot of regret Mm -hmm. yeah and how would that regret be a problem i just think that's like the saddest way to end your life yeah yeah okay so knowing that that belief that fun is isn't that amazing the belief fun is frivolous i'm not fun leads to the saddest way to end your life (laughs) yeah right so knowing that keeping that belief takes you down a path you absolutely don't want yeah 
what is the belief that you would like instead about fun? It's feel it's it's a very important question now, Emma. <laughs> mm, yeah, and you might want to take a minute. Obviously, I can hear some emotion. Yeah. Which means we've hit on something important. You might want to take a minute to digest. Yeah. It just, it feels like it's all of a sudden become like, you know, a life and death question. <laughs> well, that's not very fun. <laughs> um, so what I want the belief to be, and it can be any belief about fun. <laughs> well, it needs to be a belief that's going to serve you. Yes. And it needs to be different from the one that you currently have. So the current belief is fun is frivolous and I'm not fun. So it needs to be something that's pretty far away from that current belief. Yeah. And it's a belief about fun. Well, I want to start with fun is not frivolous. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think when I go that direction, then it doesn't matter if I'm fun or not. Yeah. Because then it, it, like, fun is not, I think I want the belief to be fun is not a judgment of anybody one way or the other. Fun could be creative, which to mm -hmm. me is, like, the ultimate positive side of productivity yeah yeah absolutely so let's have the new belief be fun is create creative mm -hmm. yeah love it <sighs> good sigh fun is creative fun yeah. is creative okay so what is the intention for adopting this new belief wait uh explain more what do you mean what would be important to you about adopting this new belief fun is creative mm. um i think if fun is creative then it seamlessly effortlessly fits into my business and my vision of my life going forward, the new life that I'm stepping into, the new self, the, the new identity that I'm stepping into. Yeah. For what purpose? Why is that important? Um, the effortlessness of it. I, that's important because I think that's how I want my life to feel at in all areas. I want, I want it to feel easy and fun and flowing and natural. For what purpose? Because I'm, I'm tired of the story that that life is hard and I think that's one of the 
drivers behind my transformation and my move from working for the man to working for myself. Yeah, overthrowing that story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So when you've overthrown that story that life is hard, when you have adopted this belief that fun is creative, when you're living from this place of um, easy, fun, flowing and natural, how will you feel? How will that make you feel? I think that's a big part of the wise woman that I'm growing into. So I think it will make me feel wise and um, grounded Mm -hmm. and um, relaxed, happy. Yeah. Joyful, dare I say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. And what is the intention for that? What's important about feeling wise and grounded, relaxed, happy, and joyful? I think that, I think that's who I want to be. I want to be the person that embodies that. I want my business to embody that. I want, um, I want that to be Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Okay, that's really big. So, so those words are really important. You need to put them somewhere. (laughs) Wise, grounded, relaxed, happy, and joyful. Yeah. Those are really important words for you. Yeah. And when we get into your values, we'll be looking at these. Okay. And when you think about your business and shaping your business and beginning to communicate about your business, keep these words in mind. Mm-hmm. Think about how somebody who is wise, grounded, relaxed, happy, and joyful presents to the world. Mm-hmm. How do they write? What do they write about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. How will you know when you've achieved this? How will you know that you are wise, grounded, relaxed, happy, and joyful? What will your evidence be? Um, I don't know if this is too cheeky, but when I, when I'm on my deathbed and I don't feel regret. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, got to hopefully be waiting for a long time for that evidence. Yeah. It's not daily evidence, but that's, that's the goal. If I looked back on my life and felt those feelings, Mm -hmm. I would not feel that regret. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel regret now? No. Good. Okay. So regret is a good little indicator. Mm -hmm. 
so notice right notice if and when regret creeps in yeah because that's a really good prompt to say to yourself okay am I living by these values wise grounded relaxed happy joyful yeah because if I because if I was I wouldn't be feeling like this Mm -hmm. yeah so where do I need to do a little investigating yeah okay okay so the new belief is fun is creative and this belief will lead you to not having any regrets on your deathbed Mm -hmm. so knowing this what would you like to do going forward to really anchor this belief what are some aligned actions you could adopt to anchor this belief that fun is creative I mean, it usually comes back to my creative practice and when I am participating in creative practice, just noticing the fun of it and making sure that my creative practice happens often enough. And when it does happen is a balance, uh, just, I, I mean, I was doing a, I was doing some sewing last week that got very frustrating. So (laughs) it's like, okay, well, I'm doing the creative thing, but it's very frustrating. So it's, Mm. it's not the necessarily fun, but you know, I mean, when you're practicing something, when you're trying to learn something, figure something out, that's creative practice, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Mm -hmm. so balancing that, learning with the fun of it yeah 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 and how could things not quote unquote turning out become part of the fun yeah absolutely I mean that's yeah that's a really good practice in creativity Mm, yeah yeah, exactly. Because really in creativity, really there's no such thing as failure. Not really. Yeah. Actually in anything. Yeah. If you learn something from it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the original belief was fun is frivolous and I'm not fun. The new belief is fun is creative. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter whether I'm fun or not. Yeah. So how does that feel now? It feels good. It feels easy and light and relaxing and wise. Great. Okay. We'll see if it rears its head again at any point. Okay. Or whether that has sort of embedded itself. Yeah. I I mean, I would imagine it will rear its head again. I... um, (laughs) I think, you know, my husband and I, part of our story is that he's fun and I'm a planner, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he's the fun yeah. and yeah. it's not true. He has his own sense of humor and he, that he relies on more than I do, but um, yeah, I, I do fun differently. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, is there any reason why a planner can't be fun? Mm-hmm. No, there's no reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's back to, this is back to black and white thinking, right? This is again, yeah. this whole patriarchal thing. Yeah. You know, can you be one thing and the other thing? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have time to hit the other story. Okay. If you would like to. My yeah. career has happened to me. Yeah. My uh, career has happened, happened to, me. to me as opposed to because of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So... I'm going to, I'm going to Byron Katie you. Okay. Is it true? Yes or no, that your career has happened to you? Yes. Yes, it is true that your That's career true. has happened to you. Yep. Can you know absolutely for sure that it is true that your career has happened to you? Yes. <laughs> okay, you're really hanging on to this one. Well, Good okay. challenge. Well, I, my, my job title has changed, I don't know, three times or so. Um, but I've not applied for, interviewed for, signed for a different job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's always been like essentially handed to me. Okay. So is it true my career has happened to me? Yes, you say. Definitively, it is true that my career has happened to me. How do you feel when you think the thought, my career has happened to me? I feel, um, I feel like I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is not a thought that is serving you. Yeah. So, who would you be without the thought, my career has happened to me? If this thought was not in your head at all, how would you be experiencing your work and what you've been doing? I'd be a lot more confident. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would be able to give myself a much higher self-evaluation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we're going to take this sentence, my career has happened to me, this painful story you are telling yourself that is creating this feeling of undeserving. So write down my career has happened to me. And we're going to find three ways to turn it around. And the ways we can do that are you can turn positive words to negative words so positives to negatives you can change the sentence structure or you could use opposite words so so let's start with with one turnaround can you think of one way that you can turn that sentence around to mean the opposite my career has happened to me um my career has not happened to me. Great. Give me three ways that that is true. Um, 
I can't. <laughs> um, I believe that you can. <laughs> I believe that you can find three ways that your career has not just happened to you. Okay. Um, I have developed myself through classes and learning. Yeah. That's one way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done very intentional work around changing my identity. Mm-hmm from one role to another role and I have something on the tip of my tongue I'm just trying to figure out how to say it I've been very intentional about how I work mm-hmm. so I may not be great at boundaries <laughs> even at work um, and tend to say yes to everything that people ask of me. Um, but I have also been very intentional about how I show up in certain projects that are important and mm-hmm. visible. Yeah, all active participation in mm-hmm. what you do and how you do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so let's look for another turnaround. Let's look for another way to turn that sentence around. My career has happened to me. Um, my career has happened because of me. Great. My career has happened because of me. Three ways that that's true different from the ones I just listed or a different angle or a little nuance or something yeah, yeah. um my career has happened because because I've been able to show my managers and leaders the value that I can bring from a place of more responsibility mm-hmm. um my career has happened because of me because i create really strong relationships mm-hmm. and because i'm highly collaborative mm-hmm. yeah okay should I find another one because, for that one because of me? I don't know. Is that is that three or is that two? It's up to you um, to decide if strong relationships and highly collaborative are two separate things. They could be. Yeah, I think they are. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, so the third one can get a bit existential. Yeah. <laughs> it's always harder to find the third turnaround. Yeah. So... My career has happened to me. Can you think of a third way to turn that around? No career has happened 
to me or because of me. That's interesting. Maybe it's not a career. Maybe it's just I'm living a life and this is the work I'm doing. Mm, I kind of love that. Yeah. Okay. So that's, give me a bit more, give me two more things to support that. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, I've always said, it's not about the title. Mm -hmm. It's about the work I'm able to do. And Mm -hmm. when I get the most frustrated, it's because I'm not able to do the work that I believe I'm sent here to do. Great. Yes. And that's really ultimately the reason why I I want to leave the Mm -hmm. job is to go do more of the work that Mm -hmm. I want to do, that I'm here to do. Yes. No career has happened to me or because of me because because life is not a career life is life is life and in the 22 years that i've been in my job i think today is my anniversary on linkedin i seem to be getting a lot of messages (laughs) i'm like why are all these people messaging me oh it's probably that but i mean yeah i mean to talk about relationships and Mm -hmm. when i came into this job I didn't intend to make a lot of relationships because my job previously, I didn't like the relationships that were made. But over 22 years, you make a few friends and you have life experiences. You, you live your life within that career. Yeah, I love this. I love it. Yeah, life is not a career. I mean, career is a problematic word, really. Yeah. Isn't it? Where do we get that word from? I don't know. Who invented the idea of a career, I wonder? <laughs> I I mean, do you really wonder? Or do we just assume that it came from white men? <laughs> I think we can safely make that assumption. <laughs> so from people in power we'll say (laughs) yes I don't think it came from an outsider I don't think it came from a wise woman in the woods (laughs) you know that whole idea of a career yeah it just suggests striving 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 and the value of being in the career Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes, because you've got to have a career. Exactly. I love that. I'm living a life. Yeah. Life is not a career. Life is life. I love how you said that. I've never heard anybody say that before. <laughs> and it's so liberating. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel now about that? thought my career has happened to me um I can see now that that doesn't matter I can feel more Mm -hmm. that that doesn't matter I mean I think Mm -hmm. 
I've told myself it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I still feel bad about it. But I can feel more of my intrinsic value to, you know, the world and to myself. I can also feel that me bringing my own purpose to the work that I've done inside this job has been valued and has been rewarded and Mm -hmm. probably in a lot of ways that I don't even see in terms of impacting people and the ripple effect that that has. Great. Okay. So what are you going to take away from today? Oh, fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to, I mean, I really loved the, when we spoke about joy last time and now to combine this, this bit of fun is I'm also looking forward to that. Love it. That's it for the show. Becoming Wild is a podcast written and produced by me, Emma Whittard. Special thanks go to Andrea Leader-Wilborn, Sean Dennis, Jill Smolin and Dean and De Silva. You can get more information about the show and other ways to experience my work at www.emmawittard.com. Please subscribe to Becoming Wild on your favourite podcast app and give us lots of lovely stars. It will make a huge difference to the discoverability of the show. If you'd like more direct coaching from me, please consider joining my Wild Woman community, where I post new content every few days and coach in the comments. And we have live coaching sessions every Friday. Or contact me to explore one-to-one coaching. If you have a question about what we covered today, or anything else you'd like some support over, you can email me at info at emmawittard.com, subject line, wild questions. And I might just respond on the show. You'll be anonymous, of course. All of this information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. You matter. What you do matters. And when a woman truly knows that, she changes the world. See you next time on Becoming Wild.